All right, episode 90 of Mainline Marlins podcast, Tommy Stitt, legendary coach, Red Berry. Almost nearly 50 years of running a baseball camp for kids. Uh, coach of a couple Omaha trips with the University of Miami. And now the Miami Baseball Forum, which I believe is a, is a place where other coaches can get together, share ideas, fellowship, and uh, you know, socialize and talk to each other about what's going on in baseball. It's great to be here. Thank you, sir. It's great to be invited anywhere. Yeah, I hear you. Where we can talk baseball. And uh, the Miami Baseball Forum is uh, made up of ex-coaches, scouts, uh, players, fans, for the love of America's game. That's, That's right. our theme. The best game. We have a monthly luncheon, first Wednesday of every month. At Fabulous Duffy's. Right. If you want to increase your cholesterol, you can come. Duffy's on 57th? No, on 124th okay. off of Kendall. And uh, uh, we have a guest every month. We've had Bucky Dent, Andre Dawson, Jim Morris, Ron Polk. We could go on and on. A lot of ex-big leaguers. We have a great group of guys, and we love the game. Absolutely. So tell, walk me through what it was like that first World Series with the Canes in Omaha. Okay. Because we just went through that. We just went through a World sure. Series in Omaha and got to see all the excitement. The number, you know, the number one seed, Arkansas, getting knocked out early on by NC State. And then right. the whole thing changed. The whole uh, outlook of the uh, fabric of that whole tournament changed. Um, I'm very happy to talk about Omaha and the series a uh, great event, great town, the only town that would support it that way. Uh, wonderful town, World Series atmosphere. I mean, I've been to two Major League World Series, 72 uh, Cincinnati, Oakland, and Cincy, and the Marlins in 97, uh, uh, Cleveland and the Marlins, and the atmosphere in Omaha is as good or better. Right. 74. I was hitting coach for the wizard, Ron Fraser. Tremendous, tremendous man, coach, motivator, manager, friend. And we went to Omaha the first time the Canes ever went. And we uh, were runner-ups to Southern right. Cal. Rod Dado had a juggernaut, won it like six, seven years in a row. Juco Laden Ball Club. He recruited nothing but junior college players. Uh, Richie Dower was on the oh, team. Wow. Steve Kemp, uh, Red Fern, a pitcher, uh, uh, several other pitchers in the big leagues. Uh, uh, a guy that was drafted as a uh, uh, Marvin Cobb as a defensive back for the Cincinnati Bengals, loaded. And we actually beat them one game in the series. It went down to the final game and we lost, but we got the taste of it. Mm -hmm. Great club. Right. Great club. Right. And 75, uh, I came back, 85, excuse me, as the pitching coach mm -hmm. for Fraser, and we won it. Right. We beat the Hook'em Horn. Yeah. Long This horns. way. <laughs> yes, right. Horns down. And, of course, they had the big left-hander, Swindell. Right. They had the guy that pitched for the Phils. I always forget his name. Uh, Ron Polk and Mississippi State had four big leaguers. You saw it on on uh, pre-World Series 
ESPN TV. Right. Uh, they had Fig uh, uh, Pen. They had Brantley pitching Will Clark and Palmero Thunder and Lightning, mm-hmm. and we beat them two to one with a bullpen catcher DH hitting a home run and uh, uh, two to one. And we went on to have to beat Texas twice, and we did two right. in a row. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. How many players that made it to the majors do you think you had an opportunity to either coach at Miami or kids that came through one of your camps that eventually yeah. made it? My first uh, big leaguer, uh, when I opened Coral Park High in 63 as head coach, a 23-year-old history teacher and head coach. Didn't know Shice from Shinola and thought he knew everything. I left Fraser as a freshman coach in 63, his first year, his first assistant. I opened Coral Park. I had Eric Soderholm, uh, who uh, played nine years in the big leagues. And on the same club, I had Steve Foucault, who was a closer for Ralph Houck in Detroit with the Tigers and Billy Martin in Texas with the Rangers. Then I also coached Orlando Gonzalez, mm-hmm. who had a couple cup of coffees with the Phils and the Indians. And, uh, you know, many, many, many minor leaguers in my camp was the left-hander uh, uh, Murphy. Right. Rob Murphy, great guy to one that wore black underwear whenever he pitched and he raised race horses. He's still in the business. Great guy. Uh, you know, and I've got a lot of people that, but mostly in my camps, great kids mm-hmm. who grew up to be super men, thousands and thousands, who got the baseball fever. Right. who loved the game and who at Redberry's Baseball World were put in situations where they could succeed because baseball is a game of failure. Right. You know, seven out of every 10 times a hitter fails. Right. I mean, if Dan Marino completed three out of seven, uh, 10 passes, they'd boo him out of the NFL. Right. So in my camp and leagues... We had a system where, you know, peewees, they started in Mm T-ball. Everybody made contact. Sure. We used a little incredible where if a a youngster was hit by a pitch, he wouldn't say, mommy, don't bring me, (laughs) I'm done. Then they went to rookies, also with the small incredible didn't use the hard ball yet mm-hmm. because one good shot in the ribs or the face, mm-hmm. it chases them away. And you want to develop good habits. Right. Coaches pitch. Okay. Everybody hits, everybody succeeds. Then hustlers, eight and nine. Mm-hmm. Rookies were six and seven. We use the large incredible. Half the time, the coaches pitch. Half the time, the pitchers pitched, and I was the pitching coach. I had a wall at Baseball World with six slots with sayings, stay back, the power of deliveries in front, 
you know, uh, uh, all the great sayings of baseball. And I coached the pitchers and made the pitching schedule and monitored their innings. And then Phenoms was the 10 through 13 with the hardball. Mm -hmm. Players pitching all the time. And then when they were 13, they went to their school teams right, and right, on. Right. So I've been blessed. I've got a grandson, Tucker Doc Martinez. He'll be a 10th grader at Westminster Christian. He's a right-handed pitcher. We ain't spending his bonus money yet, right. but he's got a good arm. All right. So we'll see if the fine folks at Westminster can make a uh, – warrior out of them. There you go. So I coached one of the difficult things I found in coaching baseball and I coached 12 year old little league, right. Uh, to state championship, state finals. And then we went to East finals for the little league. World what Series. what state? I, Maryland. Wow. Yeah. And I went to play, played at the university of Maryland, um, and then got injured. And then I made a comeback later on after I started coaching, uh, little leaguers. Right. Uh, and then did a trot with the blue Jays in 95, 94, <clears throat> Uh, the unsuccessful Great. because I'd been away from the game for so long and I haven't seen, hadn't seen the ball the way you see it. You know, you hitting him in, in a, a batting cage is totally different than seeing a pitch with a real delivery. Or well, there's a an ball. attrition rate in baseball. Yeah. And I forgot to mention, I control the parents. Right. That's like what they I was control getting the animals in the zoo. Right. Right. Every one of my nine fields at baseball world had a sign way back from the dugout, no parents allowed right. at this point. And if they did, I would yell to one of my 14 coaches, P.I., parent interference, stop the game, move the person. I suspended a high school, Tommy, assistant principal, a whole season for interfering, P.I. He had to sit in the pavilion with binoculars yeah. to watch his kid. And I didn't care. I uh, right. The kids came first. I wanted an environment of non-pressure. Exactly. And here, you know, one I had to deal with the the parents that you know. I had guys that had kids that they were working for the Orioles organization, whether it be a third base coach or or a pitching coach or somebody that worked for the minors that had a kid that played on one of my All Star teams. But they should have understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should be the less. The least of the pressure people. It's right, amazing. Right. And then you got a 12-year-old kid, and they're wanting him to throw a curveball. And the bones haven't even grown no, in his arm. No, no. You know, so no, no curveballs, but they can throw anything else they want. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. But, but that was know, one of the toughest tasks that I had was was managing the parents. It's number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the thing that chases people away. Yeah, yeah. They all, and mostly those that never wore a uni. Right. Never put on a jock strap. Never played the game that want their kids to be. They're spending their bonus money. Right. And the kid eventually says, hey, dad, here's my glove. I'm done. Right. It's not fun. Right, right. It's got to be a passion. It's got to be first fun. When I scouted my Corey Leaguers to come to the first Coral Park team in ninth and 10th grade, I noticed this kid got up to the plate at Flagami Corey Lee, Orange Blossom team. He picked up his shirt to show his muscles. He stepped out of the box and looked at his dad coaching third, and they both laughed. 
He got back in the box and hit a bomb. Mm -hmm. That was Eric Soderholm. Oh, wow. He was having fun. And at that time, and very seldom has it ever come to me, I knew the kid was a player. Mm -hmm. That's right. And he played in the big leagues. So parents are a terrible detriment. Travel ball is a terrible detriment. Yeah. Because it's all about me. It's all about individual. Right. Showcases. No teamwork. Right. No player development. They don't learn how to bunt. Right. They don't learn how to make cutoff plays. They don't learn how to back up. They're totally unconcerned with team effort. Right. It's just me, me, me. That's right. Showcasing. And their colleges are getting verbal commitments of kids in the eighth grade now. Oh, yeah, for sure. For How sure. sick is that? It's crazy. I think that's one of the things about your camps, that the values that you taught about teamwork, about integrity, yeah. about you know being able to, the discipline that you need to play. You know what our, Tommy, you're kind in saying that. You know what our motto was? built on hits, runs, and values. That's right. And I spoke about the Lord Nothing wrong all the that. time. And I didn't care because, and I had signs up that God loves you. And I didn't care. It was a private entity. Right. And without the Lord, I would not have been able to have 90 partners and raise so units to a prospectus to a limited partnership for $10,000 each three weeks after Black Thursday in 1988. It was God's will. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to teach. You got to teach kids what's right and wrong. You got to teach them to love their teammates. And I'm sure that you were great with your little league team. Yeah, yeah. I love and that. where's there more pressure than being in the state finals mm -hmm. in literally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and all were those... you a step away from Williamsport? Well, I went. To oh, you finals. went? Yeah. Gee whiz. I went. Almost as good as Omaha. And how? Outdraws Omaha. Are you kidding me? A lot of fun. And how was that? Yeah, it's amazing. Amazing. And the Japanese, the Taiwanese. Yep. Amazing. I mean, these kids have never seen what going there is like going to, you know, the, the Museum of Baseball. Sure. And they love it. And they make friends. And never they get, forget they stay, it. Yeah, and, they, and they trade pins. Yeah, yeah. They trade jerseys. They trade hats. They traded all of that stuff. And I told them, give it all away. I don't care. I'll get you more. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. You know, one time in the regionals in Starkville, Mississippi in 74. I'm in a room with Steve Lerner and another guy on the ball club, and there's a knock on the door. I open the door, and there's this big hulk of a guy, giant Joe Palooka, and he says, is Steve Lerner there? I said, what do you want with him? He holds up a T-shirt, and he says, I want to trade T-shirts with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the beauty of it. That's it. And that's what I miss the most, player interaction. That's it. You know, they take coaches like Charlie Green and Steve Hertz, me, other guys. They put us out to pasture. 
guys in their 70s, 80s, 90s, that have this cerebral knowledge and keep studying baseball. You can't do that. Right. There's too much to learn. There's too much brain picking. Right. And you passing know, all that knowledge on to the next generation. You're coaches. right. And Casey Stingle once said, if you live till 105, you'd never know everything about baseball. That's right. And look at him in the 60 World Series. You think he pitched Whitey Ford in the opening game against the Pirates? He pitched them yeah. in game two. Right. And he was the ace. <laughs> That's right. Let's talk about that for a second, because I know you follow the Marlins. Very close. Came off a really nice uh, a series against the Dodgers. Uh, yes. All those were a lot of nail biters. Those last, you know, couple. I can't remember the last time it was back-to-back walk-offs, like mid-90s maybe. <clears throat> um, but it seems like they play to the level of the competition. They, pl- they rise up to that level. They played really good against the Braves. Mm-hmm. They played really good against the Dodgers. But against the Pirates and some of these other yeah. teams that are at the bottom of the barrel, struggling. Yeah. You know, the Marlins, I've been a big proponent of the Jeter plan. I'm not so much excited about Mattingly lately. Right. Although they just did renew his option for 2022. They renewed one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm telling you, the Marlins are pitching rich. Yeah, yeah. Let's start at the bottom. Jake Eater mm-hmm. and Max Meyer, yep. both going to the Futures, Futures game. Yep, yep. Okay, Jake Eater has a 1.08 ERA, Pensacola yep. AA, which is the best ERA in minor league baseball. Max Meyer, who's can't miss because right. of the great slider, is 1.84. They have Edward Cabrera, who's right. knocking on the door. Six, though, if he ever comes back. Yeah, and going to need shoulder surgery, that guy, so he's out for this season. Yeah, uh, they're pitching rich. I've been pursuing, why doesn't Matt, uh, uh, Bender, Anthony Bender, close? He's right. got closer stuff. Mm-hmm. Electric. High 90s. Dirty. 98-88. And finally, the other night, they closed. K3 guys. Mm-hmm. Then the next night they come in, he makes one bad pitch, throws a home run, but K's three guys and gets the win. That's the first earned run he had so far this season. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. And they didn't see it. And they kept closing Yimmy. with Yimmy. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have closer stuff or the makeup. Right, right. So use him as a setup guy. Yeah. Or trade him. Yep. Because Bass. you got Dylan Floro, who I think is pretty, pretty good. Yes. As a late, late, late reliever. Yeah. And Bass, who's come along. Well, because Bass, he started out, it was yeah. a rocky road for that guy in yeah. the beginning. The problem with Bass is his stuff is real good, like you say, Tommy, but he doesn't locate. Right. I would trade him. What happened to Curtis? Is he all right? Yeah, he's. I think, but he's still on the. He's still on the IL for. A little oh, he bit. is. Yeah, okay. I so. Yeah. Well, uh, Floro's been good. Blyer's been good. The yeah. other lefty's been good. Detweiler. Detweiler. Uh, and then you got Pablo Lopez pitching without a breaking ball. Yeah. How do you win with just a fastball and change and expect to get through the third? Uh, or batting order. But here's the thing with him, being an ex-pitching coach. When he reaches back, he locks his wrist 
which makes it almost impossible to have the flexibility to throw the breaker. Mm -hmm. So the pitching coach, who's excellent, Stottlemyre, needs to work with him. But Alcantara, I don't say Alcantara (laughs) like the girl, but Alcantara, Lopez. Trevor Rogers. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Uh, The only all-star we got. And the other guy who you know, number four, who came out of nowhere. Campbell. No, 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 no. Campbell's gone. No, he's Campbell's pitching tonight. I thought he got in trouble. No, 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 no. He's he got in trouble using an illicit. No, no, that's the that's another guy. That's that's a different. No, that guy's yeah. Okay, but the fourth guy that came along was uh, the guy from the minors. Oh, you had so well. You had uh, Nick Niter, Danny Cast. uh, no, no, Castano. he's hurt. Castano's hurt. He's good-looking lefty. Um, we'll think of it. He's been successful. He's had four or five starts. Nail down the fourth spot. Well, no, the, I mean Campbell is the guy. That, no, 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 not Campbell is back to pitch, right? Yep. Yeah, but the fourth guy is uh, somebody will call in. Is this yep. in the call? They could. Show? They could pop it up right. Well, there. The, the fourth guy has been very, very good. Got the real good twelve to six curveball. Um, came from nowhere, and uh, Anthony Bender was in independent ball. Yes, yeah, that's year. right. Scout those leagues. I put in my forum message because you got hungry guys. There. Yeah. It seems like they're following the Jeter method is following the Cubs, Theo Epstein method of develop everything from within. We're not doing any big blockbuster trades. We're not doing any crazy things like that. What we're going to do is we're going to invigorate that farm system spend the money and, and develop those guys that we get from the, you know, from yeah. the draft and, and on. Up. Well, first thing Jeter did was hire Gary Denbo, player development, Yankee. And then he released a bunch of coaches and scouts. He hired nothing but Yankee people that he knew mm-hmm. that had the Yankee mentality, not this season, of course. Right. But, and they taught and they coached and they developed players and they scouted, and his head of uh, amateur scouting is uh, Vandy guy, who was the hitting coach. Vandy does a great job, despite their unfair endowment program, right. where they have more money than 11.7 scholarships for everybody else. I know I'm jumping around, That's but I right. get so excited, Tommy, right, right. talking to you about baseball. And that fourth pitcher, it's killing me. But we'll get it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pull out the phone on that. We'll, we'll I got get, my I got my uh, producer over there. Could probably yeah, find out. yeah. The fourth pitcher uh, who uh, has done real good. You know, it's a senior moment, the gray matter. What can I tell you? But he's done real well, and uh, you're right. But they don't hit with men on base. The Marlins, they haven't scored runs. Right. And to make up ten games under 500. Is going to be real tough. Tough in that division for sure. Yeah, that's a black and blue division of baseball. I well, I don't think it's as good as the AL West, but uh, it's 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 a good division. Um, you know, I don't think the Mets can stay up there. I think the Braves eventually will get back yeah. up there. I think. Yeah, and uh, 
But anyway, uh, so we got to see. We start a series this weekend. I'm going Sunday. When Pablo's pitching on Sunday, but we've got a series starting with the Braves tonight. So that's it great. Be a good one. That's great. You know who's pitching tonight? I think it's Campbell. But let me look. Now Campbell was just brought up, right? Yeah. Pretty sure it's Campbell. I'll tell you right now. Is the guy's name Holland? No. No. Here we go. No, Thompson's pitching tonight. That's him. That's the one. That's number yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, Zach Thompson. That's him. That's the guy. There we go. Hallelujah. Praise the yeah, Lord. I, I, hey, yeah, I, hey, I always mix those Campbell and Thompson together. your set, 10%. We got the name. <laughs> he has been terrific. He came yeah, yeah, from yeah. nowhere. From nowhere. From nowhere. So there there goes the scouting. But I like, I like the third base coach, Hillman. I'm a good friend of Freddie Gonzalez. I like Freddie. He's the bench coach for the Orioles now. And uh, I like Hillman, and I like the pitching coach a lot. What do you think we do uh, before the trade deadline, if anything, whether it be Starling Marte or some other? Okay, let me tell you what I think. That excites me. First of all, I draft number 16. I draft a catcher or a bat. Mm -hmm. Okay. I trade Marte. He's been lost up at the mm -hmm. point. Maybe it's the pressure of him not knowing if he's going to get a deal. Right. But he looks, he missing a lot of pitches. I mean, he can run, he could throw. He was hitting. I trade him, like Branch Rickey said, trade a player while he still has value. I trade Anderson. Mm -hmm. When I he comes back, whenever that is. Yeah. He's always hurt. We've given him a lot of years. He's still got value. I would trade Bass yep. because of his location problems, but he's got value. And um, Do we just go to the draft and bring everybody up from where from Jacksonville and well, from look, Pensacola, or do we go after somebody look, like Wilson like, Contreras? Or? Yeah, I like Jesus Sanchez. Good mm -hmm. swing, good make. Yep. Duval, I think he can be a better outfielder. I mean, he's got things to learn. Well, about. you know, he dropped one ball and people are hanging him out to drop. Right, right, right. He can run. He can throw. Yeah, yeah. Cooper can swing it. Yep. And he's the Dodgers he's wanted him early in the season. He can swing it. Aguiar is great for yeah. the club. Adam Duvall has come on strong. Le led the National League for a little while in RBIs. Between him and Aguiar, they got uh, over 100 ribbies. Mm -hmm. And I push for Duvall. In the offseason, I can't believe the Braves got rid of him. Of course, if they knew what Ozuna did, yeah. they would have kept him. Right. But um, I like you got to move Sierra because he's taken up a spot. Right. But yeah, I would move some people, but who do you move? JJ Blade is not ready. No, no. He's sitting like 230 at, at uh, but Pensacola. But you got Verdick up there that's been. Hitting really well. Hey, you're good. Yeah, yeah. You're good, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. So you he's, knew he about be, him. He should be up in Jacksonville. Well, guys move from Pensacola to the bigs mm -hmm. in the past because usually the best young prospects are in double A. Right. Not triple A. Triple A is kind of a holdover spot yeah. for veterans right. back and forth. Right. Half the guys that are playing on that team started with the Marlins at the beginning of the season. Chad Wallach and all these Brinson right. and all these other guys that have already yeah. been to the show. Yeah. And you got kids down there like Max Meyer and and JJ Blade that I a think can make a. an impact yeah. pretty quickly. I think they'll move that way. 
I, you know they're going to do it September 1 when they got two more spots to 28 on the roster. Mm -hmm. But, uh, man, I, I would bring those kids up because I don't think they're going to make up that lost column time. Yeah. It's a, it's a you big, win three it's a out of four, and maybe you go from 11 or 12 back to 10. So you got to win some series, and you got to win two out of three. Their pitching is good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. That's good. the only thing that's kept us in the game. It's weird that you know Sandy uh, has struggled with the Dodgers in that first game out when we played out out west in L.A. Uh, Chavez review. Yeah. They were saying that he was maybe tipping his pitches, and that's why he got hit so hard. Then the same thing happened uh, just the other night, with the on Sunday, when we should have won that ball game. Yeah, but in the 30-pitch innings, the Dodgers make you work. Look how many balls they fouled off, 9 and 11-pitch at-bats. Yeah, yeah. They make you work. There's usually that one club that guys struggle with. Yeah, yeah. But he's definitely a number one. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was throwing – he threw 20 pitches to start before last, I think, against the Braves. Mm -hmm. At a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. He was throwing ninety-eight at seventy-five miles. Yeah. Seventy-five pitches. Yeah. He's uh he's a beast. Uh, I'm I'm really excited talking to you, Tommy Stead. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Good stuff. Good You're stuff. one of us. I am. You're one of the baseball men. That's right. There are only a few of us left. Yeah, love real it. guys. I love it. I wish the fans would get their tails in the Marlins Park. It's I'm amazing. Going, the other day, it was 15,000 fans, which is the biggest attendance so far this season. I bet the games were 3,500 people there. A lot of the Dodger blue people. Yeah, of love. course, of course. I'm going to see the Padres play. That'll be good. I want to see Tatis and Mikado. Hosmer and Machado's a yeah, friend of mine. Yeah, and then Snell, mine. maybe. You might get to see Snell, although he's kind of disappointed yeah. him a little bit. Um, Machado came to my camp to observe his cousin when he was a senior in high school at Brito. All right. And a uh, great kid. What do you think about the uh, Alex Rodriguez's nephew, the uh, uh, Joe Dunnan, the third baseman? That's a guy that could easily move in to take I that like Brian Anderson. I like He's a Columbus kid too. Yeah. I like Devers. Yeah, yeah. The way he swung the bat. Good looking swing. Mm -hmm. And he's an infielder. I don't know anything about Dunnan. Yeah. I think he's going to be an up-and-comer. you got to watch out for him, especially if we make that move like you're saying and get rid of Anderson. Then you've got to either Birdie's going to pick up that slack over there or the kid, the other guy we got. Uh, panic. Yeah, Joe Panic. Panic doesn't strike DJ's. out. Yeah. He doesn't panic. <laughs> yeah, no. And he's, a, and he's a hell of a good infielder. Don't turn your devices <laughs> off. Uh, he is. That was a good pickup. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Real good, yeah. real good. I mean, even though we gave up your sidewinder to get him. Yeah, he, he got people out. He got people out. He he was okay, you know. He he put the ball in play and pitched the contact. That's the biggest thing. You don't see pitch-to-contact guys. I heard something great on MLB the other day, what we don't see anymore. You don't see – and root for a guy to hit 300. You don't see and root for a guy to win 20 games, even though uh, the Dodger lefty, Urias, has 11 wins. Mm -hmm. And you don't win and you don't uh, root and see a guy getting 100 RBIs. Right. The game has changed. Right. 
It's a game of power pitching yep. and spin it as quick as you can. What's the hot, What's the spin rate? What's the exit velocity of the ball? Exactly. The bat? How, How hard feet? can you throw? Yeah. Look, my my grandson, Tucker Doc Martinez, just had shoulder surgery. Nothing serious. He had a lesion that was filed off. And you know his mechanics were good because I've worked with him. Right. Joel Panero's worked with him. And Javi Alvarez, who scouts, he's a uh, big scout for the uh, White Sox. He's got good mechanics. So it wasn't that. But the goal is to burn the gun. Yeah. Burn the gun. Throw as hard as you can. And this is what they all do. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, you try to stay away from the slider and the twisting and the elbow. If they're going to throw a breaking ball, let it be a leverage pitch that you're pulling down a curveball, but monitor it. Right. Teach right. the change up. Okay. Teach the change up and pitch the contact. Mike Fiore, uh, Scott Boris's key man at our forum said, you don't see guys pitching to contact. They're all trying to blow the ball by. That's it. Hendricks pitches to contact. Mm -hmm. Davies does, although not too good lately. Right, right. But well, that's why they call Hendricks the professor. That's yes. what he does. But I think that you're right. But it started with that when Chapman on that World Series Cubs team, and I worked for the Cubs for a couple of years in really? VIP services right. and, and uh, in the box office. And that's, that World Series, when Aroldis Chapman was, was the closer and he was throwing 101, 102, that's what people wanted to see. And from that point forward, that's what it's been. Yeah, but Madden almost killed him in that series. Yeah. 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 Madden uh, almost blew it. He almost needed a stick of dynamite in his you-know-what to yeah, loosen yeah. him up. That's it. And uh, I always said to Hialeah kid, Albert Almora. Yeah, yeah. He ruined his career mm -hmm. by not playing him every day. Right. And now he's fizzling out in Washington. Oh, he just got sent down by the uh, Mets. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now you see... I'm thinking of that other Cub, Schwarber, who's been electric, but now he's injured. Yeah, but... Or the hammy. Unbelievable. Do you ever see so many hammies and quads and and uh, lutes? Uh, what is it, lutes? No, lutes is a drug. <laughs> forgive, forgive me, Back Lord. Back in the old days. But, but so many injuries. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Because of the iron pumping. Mm -hmm. And when the muscle tissue gets bigger than the ligaments and tendons to hold it, what happens? Breaks down. You know? Breaks sure, down. two athletes, same ability. The stronger one's going to be the better athlete. But don't lose your elasticity and the long muscle structure, you know, that you need the flexibility in our game. That's right. That's right. All right. So seven o'clock, seven ten tonight, I believe. Charlie Morton for the Braves. Thompson going for us. Yeah, Morton Look. is uh, is very impressive. Yeah, he's got crafty. the real good curve. He's crafty too. Yeah. And you know why uh, you don't see you see less curveball and slider pitchers. If I can finish with yeah, this, yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, the slider is easier to throw. Any kid can pick up the slider and get on the side of the ball and pull it. 
but the curveball takes more time. It's harder to throw strikes, but I've never seen a good curveball hitter. I see them hang it and bang it when it hangs, but not the real good curveball. Right. Like you see with Morton and Zach Thompson. There he is, Zach we Thompson, got 74. I'm looking at a lovely lady here, so that's why I'm smiling. That's it. She's something special. Well, you got to promise me that you're going to come back. We'll do we'll do another show. We'll bring in some other coaches and maybe do a little roundtable hey, and talk about baseball and with, see where we are in a couple weeks after the – With the Marlins. Yeah, yeah. And with bells on and we can talk about the Canes. We can do whatever you want. Because I see every game behind home plate at the light. Yeah, one of my favorite places. And you get a milkshake over there? Uh. Well, they haven't named one a Red Dog yet. They should. So that's my nickname. They should. But uh, I've lost 50 pounds in the last 41 weeks. So with the Red Dog diet, which I'll be glad to mail to anybody. And let me give you my email. If you want to go on the Miami Baseball Forum a mailing list, it's berries11, the number 11, at comcast.net. Right on. And I'm going to make sure we put it in the description so we get it out there to everybody that gets to watch this show. Coach, it's always a pleasure to see hey, you. Hey, Tommy. Really uh, nice to have you in the studio today. I'll come back with bells on. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. All right, okay. tonight, boys, let's flip the M. Go fish. Preview.